I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You'll fiddle. <laughs> you fiddle. I fiddle before and then I press record, which I've done. Fiddler on the roof. That's you. It's me. Well, I miss you, man. Yeah, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Hello, everybody, everybody in the whole wide world. <laughs> How are we Amazing. doing? How are we doing out there? Good stuff. Uh, my name is Lonnie. His name is Dylan. How are you doing, Dylan? Oh, amazing, mate. After that intro, I couldn't be better. You pumped up, are you? You're excited? Oh, mate. Ecstatic. Well, you're so excited. You're going to tell us what the show, I Miss You Man, is all about, aren't you? This bloody show right here about you and me, Lonnie and Dylan, taking each other on a journey each week that could be about anything. Life, pop culture, everything in between. That's right, Dylan. If today, I'm going to ask you a question. Will you, Dylan, please join me and the listeners on a magic carpet ride because I will show you the world and by that I mean I will talk about the episode's topic which is movie trailers. Yeah, nice. Something that we all know and love, or at least know. <laughs> do we ever think much about them, though? I, I I don't think people do. I don't think people ever really record a podcast with their best bud about this topic. But you know what? Today that changes. You and I are going to do it. The first, the first ones to do it, the pioneers, you and me. I love it. <laughs> Maybe trailers, Dylan. What are your overall general thoughts to get us going? I mean, they're good, aren't they? They're a good little advertisement for films coming up. Mm-hmm. They get you keen. Mm-hmm. They get you hyped. It's supposed to sell you on the movie and get you into bloody buying that ticket as soon as possible. I'll tell you that much. Pretty much. They're all about anticipation, excitement, mm. getting you so pumped that when the movie is released, you're already on your way there to the cinema, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm conflicted a little bit, Dylan, about movie trailers because I'm someone who goes to the movies a lot and I you know, consume a lot of pop culture, as you might imagine, on this on this podcast. Um, so I can't help but see them. And I do get really excited by new movies, you know, look at the calendar, see what's coming up soon. Occasionally, more often than you probably like, movie trailers give away too much and it kind of ruins the movie. Potentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're the worst trailers. Yeah. They just show the whole movie and the best parts of the movie. Yeah, you turn to your buddy oh. and you're like, don't need to see that. It's all the good parts already. Yeah. No. But also, that's what the trailer's about. It's about showing you the good parts so you're excited and get some awareness before the film comes out. Um, What's that bloody phrase? Catch 22, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit of a catch 22. Um, and especially, as I said, going to movies a lot. Like, you see a trailer once, you're like, oh, that's exciting, I'll go watch that. Sometimes they play the same trailer 
for like three months. And so when the movie comes out, you're like, I'm, I don't care about it anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm for, my excitement has waned because I've seen the trailer way too much. For the big movies they do for sure. The big blockbusters. Yeah, and some of those blockbusters, like again, the same. We're excited, like oh, that's all great, but they'll start advertising a year out, more than that sometimes. No. No. So you watch a trailer, you're excited. Much. Okay, is this coming out soon? Oh no, it's coming out in December 2025. Okay, well, let me know closer to the date. <laughs> yeah, well, they just bloody keep doing different trailers for it over and over. Yeah, exactly. You can't escape it. And they'll, they'll, they'll do the international, they'll do the American, they'll do some overseas markets. People are like going through, sc- sc- scoping it out to try and find the, the one new shot that they can see. <laughs> If you're in a bloody M-rated movie, they'll show you the normal version. Yeah. If you're in an MA movie, they'll show you the bloody red band trailer. Mm-hmm. It's madness. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes, Dylan, the trailer just gives you just enough where it excites you for a movie you weren't sure about or didn't even know about. Um, sometimes, Dylan, I think we're going to get into this a bit today, sometimes the trailer is much, much better than the movie that follows. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. Sometimes the trailer's worse. That. Sometimes the movie, sometimes the trailer is like, oh, I wish I could hold on to the excitement and the promise that that trailer gave me. And the movie itself doesn't aim up. Um, I'd probably rather a better movie than a better trailer, but sometimes that's just life, you know. That's just fair, life. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's go a bit into the history, and then we'll talk a little bit about the different types of trailers and what makes a good trailer. And then all this week, we've been sending each other trailers to talk about on the podcast today. Um, I've also got some information about the famous uh, voiceover actor from the movie trailers. The inner oh world my. guy. Yeah, you know the one. Classic. Yeah. Now, history, Dylan, of movie trailers. Something I love about the English language, and I hope it's something you love too, is that is that words can have multiple meanings and sometimes one word can have like opposing meanings associated with it. So you know what I mean? You love this fact? It's it's, it's controversial, isn't it? I think that's what uh, most foreigners hate about the English language. Ah, it's a good thing. It's just you know you gotta, <laughs> gotta roll the punches when it comes to this sort of thing. So that's what makes English so hard, though, mate. Well, the word trailer, trail, implies it comes after, follows something. Yet, if you go to the cinema, you don't get trailers after the movie. You get them beforehand these days, don't you? Or you you watch the trailer online, not even before or after anything. Totally divorced from that concept. Yeah, it's true. You probably know, you're a smart fella, Dylan, that trailers or promotional packages for movies used to come after the main movie. So they literally were trailing the, the movie that was shown at the picture house. Yeah, right. Um, okay. <laughs> they realised pretty quickly that most people left when the movie finished and so they weren't sticking around <laughs> to watch the trailer afterwards. So they put them at the front oh, so no. you couldn't, couldn't get away from them. But they kept the sneaky name. Sneaky devils? Yes, very sneaky. Now, I, I couldn't really find much about this. Something I have read, though, is that at some stage... Like the picture house, the movie house was just like showing stuff all day on a loop almost. So there'd be a cartoon, a serial, a newsreel, like a B picture, then the A picture, um, and trailers were part of that. Some promo stuff, right? So what sure. I've what I've read is that apparently people 
you'd go down there, you'd buy a ticket, you'd walk in, just sit down, and then it would just be playing in front of you. So you didn't necessarily go for like, I assume they'd have to have put in the movie plays at two o'clock, right? But from what I've read, I don't know if it's true, maybe it's just some movies and the books I've, I've read and stuff. You just wander in, and if it's halfway through the cartoon, you just stay until it like gets back to the bit when you're sitting down. Oh, goodness. So, oh, gosh. Sounds like chaos to me, personally. Sure does. Yeah. But I, I do like the idea of going to a cinema and you get, for one price of one ticket, you get a short film, a cartoon, and a movie. That's a bit of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bloody lot to digest, for sure. It's a lot, it's a lot, and maybe it's fair enough. You don't want to use your, use your whole day gone, because we've got other stuff to do these days. There wasn't much to do back in the 30s, I guess. We've spoken about mini-golf taking over the world, because there just wasn't that much stuff to do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so apparently until the 1950s, Wikipedia, our good friends and partners, tell us that the trailers were mostly created by the National Screen Service, and they pretty much just consisted of various key scenes from the film being advertised, often augmented with large descriptive text describing the story, and an underscore generally pulled from studio music libraries. It's like pretty basic stuff. Yeah. And most trailers had some um, form of narration, and those that did featured stentorian voices, which is like a big booming announcement style um, narration. Um, it's funny though that that bit on Wikipedia is a citation needed, so I don't know if we can trust it. But <laughs> we can't be sure. Can't be can't sure. be sure about that. Um, there's got to be some scholarship into maybe trailers, I suppose, but I, I didn't look into it too deeply. But supposedly the next bit of the story is the 1960s. They started editing montages of various scenes together to create excitement, which is pretty hmm. much you know what it's become these days. Um, yeah. Old mate uh, Stanley Kubrick was one of the first people to get amongst that. So thank you, Mr. Yeah, Kubrick. Um, and then when people started doing home media, so VHS and later DVDs, they realised that the company could put some trailers on the tape or on the DVD to play mm. to get you excited as well. Um, and especially when you put the tape in, you just play, you have to fast forward through it. You're like, oh, if it looks good, I'll just keep watching. If it doesn't look good, I'll fast forward. But it's that extra step of effort to stop to do fast forward, you know, so you may as well watch it. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you remember? Do you have any memories of that when you were a kid, like trailers you watched before on the VHS? Yeah, it was always uh, on the Disney ones. That's it was a lot of like coming soon to Disney Home Video. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. There is there are some movies from Disney movies that I've never seen, but I've seen the trailer when I was a kid, so it kind of feels like I've got some memory, <laughs> like the Robin Hood and the Jungle Book movies. I never saw them, but they were on the oh. They're on the video for the Lion King, you know? So that's how I knew them. Robin Hood's great, mate. You should watch that. Jungle Book's so-so. You know, that's yeah. all right. Okay. All right. Maybe I will. Uh, so now, of course, the people who listen to this sort of podcast would know that the trailers are on YouTube and people rush to watch them as soon as they drop. Um, sometimes if the right trailer drops at the right time, it can pretty much take over the social internet. Um, Barbie recently did that. Oh. It was all people speaking oh. about. It looks oh. good, doesn't it? Including your boy. You were into it. Talking You're about so it. excited oh, for mate. it. I am. It looks great. It looks fantastic. It looks different is what it looks like. Yes, it looks like they've, they've taken something which could be a quick um, cash grab, but they're actually doing something interesting with it. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it really doesn't give much away about the movie. I, I have no idea what it's about. 
based on the trailers no, that coming no. out. No, the vaguest hints of something, but enough to get you excited. That's good. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, and something that I think is funny is that um, you know the big blockbusters are generally what we think about trailers, right? Because they're the ones that mm. get the big advertising pushes, which you know trailer is advertisement. Let's face it. Um, I think it's funny when they they play the trailer at Comic Con but don't release it online. So and for, if it's a really exciting movie that's coming out, like the new Batman or something, they'll um, have like a shaky, shaky phone camera version of it online yeah. sometimes that gets pulled straight away. Um, or then they'll just be like people writing up a description. It's just like, and then Batman jumps from the building and then Gordon walks in and <laughs> looks at him. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh. There's no point to that description because, like, of course, there's this stuff happening in a Batman movie. We're not going to be surprised to know that he jumps from a building, but it's part of the fan engagement, I suppose. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, what do you think? You watched um, trailers recently on YouTube where they have a little like five second mini trailer before the trailer begins. And they're like, the 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 trailer to Batman vs Superman starts now, and then it actually starts yeah, playing. It's- that's so fucking strange, isn't it? It's very odd. It's mostly in superhero movies, yeah. it seems like. Yeah. Especially the Marvel movies. I think maybe it's just to try and catch the short attention span of today's society. It's just like, oh no, there's actually cool stuff in this trailer that you're about to watch. The trailer's right now. Let's do it. Yeah. It's probably a, like a, a TikTokian sort of thing, like well, people scrolling. Yeah, true, they can true. quickly scroll through, so they'll, if they don't, they're not excited initially, like within... A second, they'll it'll drop in the algorithm. I think, um, yeah, it, and maybe it's like, oh, don't worry if the trailer starts with like a boring image because it's, there's exciting images coming soon. You know, <laughs> it's like give us a break. Yeah, I know. So, two questions for you, Dylan. You mentioned before, but do you like trailers, and do you think they're necessary in the media ecosphere we exist in? Yeah, for sure. No, I like trailers. As I said, they get you hyped. They mm-hmm. get you intrigued. They give you a little little, ta- little appetising, teasing taste of what this uh, gorgeous movie is going to be about that you're going to go see. Yeah. And I think they are necessary. Otherwise, you would have zero idea what a movie is going to be about. Yeah. And I, I need to know at least something about it before I make a decision to spend my money to go see it. That's interesting, um, the point, given that there is so much media these days and there's all different streaming services and it just seems like the content is being produced and and, and um, delivered all the time. There's no break, really, from, from things. That a trailer is, is a potentially good way to, to wade through all that and... and, and yeah, cultivate what's coming up for your own personal schedule, I suppose. Well, bl- bloody look at Netflix, man. Every time you just... That mm. whole browsing is trailers. Like, every time you hover over something, it gives you a trailer. No, that's true. What it is. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a bit of me that think... That I, I agree with that totally. But there's a bit of me is like, why can't the movie just stand on its own two feet? But you need to know something going in to it to choose it especially when it's so crowded and you're scrolling through the Netflix sort of thing or even mm. going to the cinema and there's a whole bunch of choices. Um, so well, the thing I think of is this quote, I couldn't find it exactly, but I swear it's David Fincher. I think it is. I don't know where it's from, but <laughs> just trust me. Um, talking about the marketing of movies, 
And he said that mm-hmm. no marketing guy wants to say to get your movie as the marketing guy and be like, yep, great movie, sells itself, all good, um, nothing much mean to do. The, the marketing guy wants to come in and says, oh, gee, I don't know about this one. I've got to fix it. Let me, let me do this, right? Because then when it goes well, the marketing guy can say it was him. <laughs> it was the, <laughs> well, the key. wasn't, you know, the filmmakers who toiled for years and years to make a perfect movie. No. It's the guy who, like, did the trailer, basically. <laughs> absolutely um it is an inherent conflict as well like you want to know people want people to know your movie's coming out and it's good and you want to show them cool stuff but then you give away too much and then as we said before it can kind of almost ruin it sometimes which is the thing you don't want to do Um, no and especially like with um big superhero things there is so much money on the line they want to make sure people turn up because if they don't they're losing millions yeah, but absolutely. then that destroys the. This just can destroy the viewing experience. You know, when you yeah, when you can pretty much pass together what's going to happen. So you're like, okay, so Spider Man's going to do these couple things. It's going to be seen here, here, here. You know, what what's the point of going to see it now? Well, I mean, you can just be like Marvel and just lie in your trailers <laughs> and literally just CGI out stuff or put in stuff that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's a bit of fun that they do that. Um, and I think that that's probably it's a response to the fans, you know, in those fan videos, trailer breakdowns and, and things like that. <laughs> and also yeah. there's, there's a bit of a spoiler era or the lack of spoiler era that we're in. Um, mm. Yeah, I want to ask you a question, Dylan. What makes a good trailer in your view? Good score yeah. slash good song, mm-hmm. background noise. Can't give away too much. Has to be intriguing. Yep. Has to be well edited. Yep. And has to give you a a full cast list. You want to know who's going to be in it? Yeah, full main cast. Yep. 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 And it's going to tell you when it's coming out. That's important. I didn't think of that, but that, that's a very good point. Um, and you know what? A uh, good tagline as well. You like that can be line? missing from trailers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've got a quote here. I don't know if you knew I was going to quote Winston Churchill on this episode, Dylan, but I am. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hit me with it. Now, he was quoting, his quote is about speeches, but I think it equally applies to a movie trailer. He says, a speech should be like a woman's skirt, long enough to cover the subject and short enough to create interest. Hello, cheeky boy, Mr. He's Churchill. A, he's a cheeky devil, isn't he? Um, and he apparently wasn't the person who invented that. It was, he was sort of, he's famously quoting a sort of joke that was in the, a quip that was sort of in the zeitgeist at the time. Um, but I think you could, you know, take something from that. It's got to be interesting enough um, to get you excited, <laughs> to put it yeah. lightly. Hello. Hello. <laughs> but if it gives too much, then you've um, gone off too early. Oh, you know, interesting. Gracious. Oh. Winston started that, okay? I'm just <laughs> finishing it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
it's all about potential in my view. It's and that's the, mm. the promise of the movie, you know. And the thing about the trailer is it doesn't have to deliver. It just needs to get you excited. So well, the potential. That's true. It's true. Now you might be aware of this, Dylan, given you're a smart fella, but there have been a few lawsuits over the years by people who um, complained about the trailer that they were delivered and that it didn't deliver on the promise of the movie itself. False advertising. A bit of false advertising. So there was some talk about this um, with Drive, which is a great Ryan Gosling movie, which is a, mm-hmm. a character piece and meditation on violence and, and how that destroys a person, right? The trailer makes it out to be a bit more of a, a car chasey, Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, and, and this person was mad, apparently, because they were going in thinking they were getting a car chase movie. And that, that is there to a certain degree, but it's it's, it's much slower than that. Yeah, Did you watch right, the trailer? Okay. I sent you the trailer, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it does. It it does feel like an adrenaline-fueled action movie. <laughs> so if it's not that, that's interesting. Have you yeah. seen the movie? Because I that? haven't seen it. Oh, no, okay. no well, I haven't. You might let, let, watch it sometime and let me know what you reckon, because it, it's... It's a bit different to your fast movies. Okay, all right. I'll give it and a go. Yeah. The thing about that one is that, you know, not not to disparage the Fast and Furious movies, but Drive is a very well made like character piece, and it's you know made by a European director, so it, it's not like it's a bad movie. Is what I'm getting at. It's just not a Fast and Furious style movie. But some would argue, sure. some would argue, you know, not mean necessarily, not mean necessarily, but some would argue that you got a better film than what you're expecting. So, so well, you should be thanking yeah. them, not selling them. Okay. You can argue. Uh, well, yeah. um, apparently it's also happened to someone who watched um, the Suicide Squad 2016 trailer and thought there was going to be lots of Joker and then he wasn't in it much and so he got <laughs> mad about that and wanted to sue or at least there's a petition made i think again you'd probably got better off without you know the less jared leto that movie was a mess though not necessarily his fault right not his fault necessarily. yeah Solid. yeah and it's it's yeah and that trailer was odd it was advertising a lot of scenes that weren't in the actual final cut of the movie too absolutely and very strange the story goes that People responded well to one of the initial trailers, and so they like got the trailer company <laughs> to go recut the whole movie. Bizarre. Yeah. And they took it away. Yeah, why would you do that? There's some talk about getting the, the AIA cut, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think, I think everyone I got think satisfied with on. the Snyder cut, right? So. Yeah, no. Don't need to go any further, I reckon. Yeah. Just leave it where it is. Now, the most recent case, and this just happened um, just recently, the last update was from December, I believe. Um, Arna de Armas, who you'd know from various things, Knives Out, recent James mm. Bond movie, um, a few other movies. She was in the trailer for the movie Yesterday. Do you remember that film, Dylan? It was a British film about a guy who wakes up in a world where everyone's forgotten the Beatles except him. <laughs> no, but that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun movie. It, you know, I got some quibbles with it, but it was overall pretty fun. So he goes about... Um, re-recording the Beatles music and becomes famous sort of in their in their absence Ooh, of the world. Okay. Um, yeah. She was in the trailer. They hinted at a love story, a love triangle between the main character, her and, and his girlfriend in the movie. Um, but then she's not an actual movie. She was cut. 
So some, some, <laughs> oh, no. some uber fans of Under the Armour sued the company because it was deceptive. Um, I mean, that's fair. Did they win? Because well, that is literally false advertising, yeah. It's ongoing. The latest update was that the court that it had reached were going to allow the case to go through. So it hasn't finished yet from what I can see, but it's um still valid, still open. So here's the... What are they suing for, though? Like the $20 they spent on <laughs> well, movie tickets? That's the thing. Like, like, you know, my legal knowledge is limited, but I did get the Year 12 subject prize because I took you out sure my did. main rival, you Dylan. Sh- you sure did. Yes, you did. <laughs> Certainly did, you devious little devil. But normally you have to prove damages, right? And the damages there would be the $20 movie ticket. I guess he's <laughs> trying to argue some sort of emotional damage <laughs> or something. Yeah, I'm, I mean... If she's never in a film again, and this is the last film she could have possibly been in, maybe, but I'm sure she's going to be in more stuff in the future. Yeah. And I mean, fair enough, you can make the argument. I wouldn't have gone to this movie unless she was in it. I saw she was in it. I want to go, I went to go see it. She's not there. I'm pissed yeah. off. But you only lost the 20 bucks. So I feel like that's all you can get back. Yeah. Generally. <laughs> yeah. Very so, odd. And maybe that's what they wanted. Maybe they just want. They just want to get some money from It's the- about the principle. <laughs> it could be about the principle. Here's the line from the article I read. It was from The Verge, I believe. And I'll include the article for your viewing, reading pleasure in their show notes. Mm. It says, The ruling is sympathetic to a central argument that trailers are intended to promote a movie, comparing them to product commercials rather than simple, simply short expressive films. Under that logic, it says, An appearance from a star like to Armas could be misleading if she doesn't appear in the film. The fact that she's depicted as part of a love triangle distinguishes her from a fleeting background extra or a cameo, backing up fans' claims that they could reasonably expect to see her. The suit remains ongoing, so the results may not end up favouring the Armas aficionados, but in the media ecosystem where fans pour over every detail of a trailer, the decision might have longer-lasting effects. There you go. As you were saying, mm. if Marvel hides a character or or includes a character who's not there, are they being deceptive in their upcoming trailers? Maybe. I know, but I th- people are even catching on to that. Because you remember when that bloody No Way Home trailer came out? Yeah. And there was that shot of, like, if you zoom in on the lizard, he's reacting to getting kicked when he ain't, when there's no one yeah. there. And they're so like, they- oh, no, they removed the Spider-Man that's kicking him in the head. <laughs> we all, we, you can all tell. Absolutely. But I, I wonder how far that would go. Just could you say that the trailer was so good, I was excited by the movie. I watched the movie and I thought it was shit. So you falsely advertised a good movie. <laughs> could you make that <laughs> argument? Maybe. Maybe that's stretching it too far because it's like, you know, personal reactions and stuff. But Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you could argue an ad shows you that this cleaning product works really well and then you get it and it doesn't. I mean, maybe you can actually test the effect, but I don't know. I think it's getting to shaky ground. Anyway. We'll see how it, see how it goes. See how it goes. Um, these are a big business in Hollywood, trailers, obviously, as we've mentioned, because they, they're, they're blockbusters, they're big business, they can take a lot of attention and money. They have separate award ceremonies for trailers, which is kind of cute. Um, oh. A lot of companies just do trailers exclusively. That's all. That's their whole business. They don't do anything else apart from get the footage, make trailers. 
That's, yeah. It's an odd thing, isn't it? There's some companies who'd be surprised at say whole revenue stream. Yeah. Like, there's like this this company hmm. that like makes these wet floor signs that are shaped like bananas. And they just make like millions each year. And you... Yeah. It's shocking. <laughs> such a company that makes such a specific product is so successful. They found their niche and... You're the first. You're the first person to make that up. Fair enough. Yeah, go for it. Make make Good that. Make that dosh. I want to mention a guy to you, Dylan. Not okay. Just, not just any guy. Not just any guy. This is the inner world guy. His name is Don Lafontaine. So he became identified with the phrase "inner world." Um, which is used in so many movie trailers, Wikipedia tells us, um, that it became a cliche. And you don't even see it these days, mm. but we still sort of know it, don't we? We know the, the, yeah. what they're referencing when they do it. Um, For sure. I'm going to mention his three nicknames that are on Wikipedia, Dylan, and I want to know which one you like the best, okay? All right. There's a clear standout in my view. <laughs> there is the king of movie trailers. Yeah. The, yeah. the voice of God. Hello. Or it's not bad. My personal favorite, Thunderthroat. <laughs> oh, hello. Okay. I think we know the, what the best one is, don't we? Absolutely. <laughs> Praise be the voice of God. No, come on, mate. Come on, <laughs> Thunderthroat. Nah, bad, um, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd never thought a Thunderthroat reference would be coming up on this podcast, but there we go. Well, here we are. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, basically, he was a recording engineer. Um, he was working on some radio spots, it says, for Dr. Strangelove. He had some good ideas. They started incorporating them. Um, they started a little business doing advertising um, packages for movies. And then... He claims that this company first came up with the, many of the famous movie trailer catchphrases, including Inner World. It's interesting it says he claims that. I don't know if that means he's lying or whether there's no evidence of it. <laughs> but if he became known for that catchphrase, you'd definitely be saying, yeah, that was all me. From day dot, yeah, that was of me. Course. I started Absolutely. Um, and supposedly, Dylan, again, I don't know if this is, you know, a mythology that is created around somebody after they become successful, but... The story goes um, that somebody else was unavailable, so he had to step in at the last minute to do a trailer. And people loved him so much mm-hmm. that he became you know, the trailer guy from then on. Um, there you go. But it could be true, but you think, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it's a good story, so I'm getting it. I'm not, I'm not trying to like say he's wrong. I'm just like, you always hear that about people. It's like, you know, Mel Gibson wasn't going to um, audition for Mad Max, but he... He drove his mate there, and he had, he was like in a bar fight the night before, and so he looked like he was all beat up. I'm like, oh, look at this guy. Let's get him. You know? Like, it could be true, but is it just a good story? You know? You're letting facts get in the way of good stories, and I don't appreciate it. It was destiny. Destiny. On that day. Very much destiny. So then on, he was doing um, other companies, doing trailers and stuff. It says here, and, you know, not my main job doing this podcast. So I didn't look into the, all the facts. I didn't go over to LA to look into this so deeply. It says he was hired by Paramount through their trailers and was eventually promoted to vice president of the whole company. 
or of the trailer company, the trailer park. I don't know. It sounds like the whole company. <laughs> Good on him for doing that. Paramount. Yeah. Goodness, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, he then was sort of focusing more on just doing um, voiceover work. Um, at his peak, he voiced about 60 promotions a week and sometimes as many as 35 in a single day. Once oh, he established yeah. himself, most studios willing to pay him a high fee for his service. His income was in the millions. Yeah, I can believe that. Absolutely. Absolutely, Dylan. Lots of famous ones. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Shrek, Friday the 13th, Law and Order, Batman Returns. Um, lots of things, right? Weird thing to me, though. Like, I get him. He had a deep, thunderous voice. That's good. Yeah. Thunderous throat, yeah. Yep, that's it. Um, and obviously he was big in the in the industry and he was getting lots of fame, right? I understand sure. all that. Yeah. He's getting paid millions of dollars per year to do this, right? Surely anyone can be doing this. Like, the concept of narrating a, a, <laughs> a trailer with a deep voice, like... Do we need this guy in particular, like, that people are going to pay him millions per year? Like, you can replicate it, is what I'm getting at. And he's good at it. Mm. Don't get me wrong. He's great, he's great at it. But something no, special all about... all about the authenticity, mate. I guess there's something special about him that cut through that other people couldn't do. I, I, I'm not questioning him. But it just seems like, like most people could, probably, voice actors could do this. No. But I guess you want to... No, cut, rough. Hollywood is classically like, this thing works, let's do it again and again and again. So, sure. Yeah. Sure. I haven't seen it, Dylan, but there's a, a Lake Bell that we both like. She's a good actor, isn't she? Um, yeah, bloody Poison Ivy, mate. Exactly. She wrote and directed a movie about voiceover artists, and it was called Inner World. Quite well received back in the day. So There you go. I'll be keen to watch that at some point. Yeah. Yeah, just the, the format and types of what we get into before we talk about our trailers in particular. Um, again, not something I've really ever thought about, but we all probably inherently know what a movie trailer is, how it's structured. It's kind of got the three-act structure um, that a, a feature film has. Wikipedia says they start with the beginning that lays out the sort of premise. Then they drive the story further into act two, you'd say. There's some sort of drama being presented, you know, conflict. And then Act 3 of the trailer features a strong piece of signature music, um, either a recognisable song or an orchestral piece. You mentioned you like a bit of that, don't you? Mm, absolutely. And the last act of the trailer often consists of a visual montage of powerful and emotional moments in the film. Might also have the cast list um, running through that. Um, and often you find these days they'll, they'll have like like the trailer ends and there'll be like a little funny beat at the end as well to keep you interested yeah you know bit of a punchline at the end yeah exactly i don't like that no you think that's a bit too cute no yeah it's too much yeah too clever um as we said historically as well they would have a narrator who would say in a world where so and so you know in a world where two best friends make a podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, hello. What's this movie? I want to see that. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Um, another feature you'd see these days, probably more than um, historically, well, you know, I say these days, last 10 to 15 years, they'll take a like a slow cover of a pop song in a creepy way, and that's like, <laughs> started with the social network, I think, more than, more than anything, where they did a 
choir version of Creep by Radiohead. And so there's that juxtaposition of like a, a cute pop song or, or a recognizable song in a, you know, reformatted into this world and that, that sort of gets you interested, you know? Um, yeah, different types, Dylan. I thought we could just quickly talk about, you've got the teaser trailer, which is generally like a one minute, um, really short trailer. They mm. often do that with minimal footage. So maybe they've been filming for, you know, say say the big blockbuster the films are six months a month in they'll put together something and then release that and then it's coming out that you know in a year and a half or something yeah it's usually the first thing you see first trailer you see is the old Pretty teaser much, yeah um you're not gonna it's and that one kind of doesn't have the format we just mentioned it'll, it'll just have images and music um one that comes to mind for me in particular is the force awakens trailer which you mentioned today thank you very much um that's all right which pretty much had things from the first act of the trailer too, or what it all, there was some stuff throughout the movie, but it was that kind of just, here's some images of Star Wars. The music of Star Wars is very recognizable. And because that was coming after we all thought Star Wars was over, um, it was really playing at the heartstrings, especially how it ends with Han and Chewie walking back into the Millennium Falcon. And that one saying we're home. We're that home. Was a big moment. Uh-huh. And that's they're saying that about themselves, but also us the audience. We're all home. Star Wars is back and it's gonna be great. The promise there, Dylan. The promise was was all mm. ahead of us. We couldn't be disappointed because we all we're seeing is some cool images. God, those are the days, wasn't it? My goodness. I remember that one being really exciting though. And like I watched it and I was like, Oh, they're doing more Star Wars. I guess I'll watch it. I watched the trailer and I'm like, I'm definitely in, hundred percent in. I'm gonna be there day one, it's and a, I was. It's it's a good trailer. It's intriguing. It doesn't it doesn't actually give too much away either, no. which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in the in this sort of trailer world as well, um, movies have like TV spots, which are generally much shorter because they're like a thirty second ad. Um, yeah. often they'll just have one or two images, and then it's like, in theaters now or in theaters Thursday, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So. I guess it's sort of a trailer um we've been talking about movie trailers as well here but i think any sort of media can have a trailer it's like a tv series um they have trailers these days again because they're on the internet it's a bit easier for them to have full trailers but in the past it would just be like returning next week everybody loves raymond is back on tv <laughs> <laughs> less oh, yeah. of a trailer you know more of a promo <laughs> yeah um, video games have trailers, Dylan, and I thought you could talk about this. So sometimes, often, they don't have actual game footage in the trailer, do they? They have more of a cinematic look to them. Yeah, it's so much so they kind of had the false advertising controversy yes. as well. Yes. So nowadays, it says like not actual game footage at the bottom of the trailer or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So often that's just, just getting you excited point. for the world of the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But they do have trailers with gameplay as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they sometimes. do too. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes they'll mix and cut up between the two, you know? Yeah. Um, They do trailers of books as well. Um, I don't really get into that myself, but they do exist, so there you go. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, fun thing with the internet, people make fan-made trailers. So sometimes they'll um, create their own. So... Like, they'll know a movie's coming out soon, like Avengers Endgame's coming out in two years, so they'll just cut their own footage together from the movies that already exist and release that as if it's real. 
just to mess with people or mm. just to, for fun. You know, fair enough, as a fun thing to do. Um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it'll also make the subversive ones where they'll they'll take a horror film like The Shining, for example, and just put all like the nice bits together, and make it like a, like a romantic comedy or a family comedy, you know, um, or vice yeah. versa. They'll take a scary movie, like a, a comedy movie. There's like the Mrs. Doubtfire one you've probably seen where they put some scary music on it and it makes it look like it's a horror movie. Um, bit of fun to them, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know if you watched them, but Honest Trailers or that YouTube channel where they they do that for recent releases and it's like comedy. It's like again, it's playing into the voiceover guy, but it's like saying all the funny things about if the trailer was really honest for the movie, what they would be saying. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a bit of fun. They're a bit of fun, good stuff. I would argue, Dylan, that you can also have trailers and promotional material for other types of entertainment. Sporting organisations and competitions, potentially. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, agreed. Because basically, in every, every wrestling pay-per-view, before a match, they'll do a trailer, basically, yeah. for it. A little video package. There you go. Anything else bring to mind in this world? Nothing important. No, <laughs> not really. Dylan's a goddamn liar, because I sent him various... <laughs> Um, Tina Turner ads from the late 80s, early 90s for the uh, Australian Rugby League or the New South Wales Rugby League as it was back then. Um, the, this, the stranglehold that Tina Turner had on Australian football in this day, this day and age, to it's hard to explain. <laughs> and Jimmy Barnes too. Jimmy Barnes turned up. Um, I, I wasn't around for it, neither were you, so it's kind of hard to explain because we didn't live through it but yeah she she was the face of the footy competition for a while you know and odd choice very odd choice it's an odd choice but it definitely works and it's, it's one of the most loved campaigns <laughs> people they go back to it they they reference this all the time in 2020 they their season launch was with like a acoustic cover of simply the best it's it's really strange. I, I would argue, Dylan, though, that the the best one was the first one from '89, which is what you get is what you see. It's just really well shot. It's it's her, in a bunch of like, players in various forms of undress, dancing around stuff. It's it's very homoerotic in hindsight, but it's just really well done. I think you get the big hits of the game. Yeah. Her dancing around, the boys looking great. Like it just looks like a fun thing to watch, doesn't it? Yeah, that that's the one where she's actually hanging around with them. Is that the one you're talking about? Well, that's the '89 one. She'll be the best. She's kind of doing it on all of them, really. But I feel like there's like a bit. Yeah. There's, there's nice atmosphere to that one. You were saying Jimmy Barnes has no place there, though. <laughs> so you told me. <laughs> I I think he has no place singing. Simply the best. Yeah. I, I didn't like that at all, to be honest. That was pretty bad. Like Jimmy Barnes, interesting character. He seemed like a great bloke off off um off camera. You know, in real life. Um, and, like, he's a good singer sometimes, but to explain his voice to, like, an overseas um, person, I don't know if they'd really fully appreciate. Like, we all love Jimmy down here, and we all kind of know he's got a weird voice, but we like it, you know? I don't know what it'd be like coming to him fresh. But growing up with him, I don't know. Mm. There's something about him, isn't there? He, he makes it work. Um, the working class man, as they say, as he says. Absolutely. Um, so, 
There's a quote on Wikipedia, oh, on, sorry, on YouTube, I don't know if you saw this, Dylan, from Andrew Verdon from seven years ago on the 1989 video of Tina Turner says, it amazes me with all the millions of dollars that rugby league could ne with all the millions of dollars that rugby league could never top this effort from 1989. This was a great advertisement for the game. It was catchy, classy, and appealed to a yeah. large audience, men, women, and children. Today, the NRL are happy to just appeal to a rough slash simple culture without trying to lift the game and the fans to the heights of the early 90s. It's a real pity. Jesus. Look, a bit of rose-colored glasses, probably. Because um, I, I do know people who've gone back and watched games from this era, and I've watched a few of them, you know. They're not... The quality of, of any game today is much better than quality back then, you know. But Ooh, I think yeah. it's just, you know, okay. it's a bit of, like, nostalgia. Things are better when I was a kid. And there was, a, a like, a certain sense of, like, I don't know. It was a bit more amateur. It was a bit more free. You know, they weren't professional athletes, so they were just sort of guys playing. Anyway, I think it's all captured in the ads, so I'm getting it. And I would say it's a trailer. It's a season launch promo. <laughs> it's a sort of trailer. Well, who who would be the equivalent now, though? I think, like, because she was, you know, she's in her 60s at this age, I think, Tina Turner, when she was mm. doing all these videos. And she was in America. Adele. Adele. Beyonce, maybe, coming back to do this. Strange. That American yeah. singer-songwriter, singer woman will come over. Get this, though, Dylan. If you go to Tina Turner's Wikipedia page, there is no mention of this. What? What an outrage. What are we paying them for? They I, don't document this correctly. I, I pay them so much money and they don't put this on. I've got to put on myself, perhaps. So what's come to? Yeah, um, I, th I think you're going to have to make your first edit. I might have to. <laughs> what are they trying to hide? How dare they? How dare they? Um, very weird. I, I guess it doesn't rate overseas and people doing it for America, probably. But it's like the biggest thing she's known for, at least in... New South Wales and Queensland down here. Mm. No, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll fix it up, Wikipedia, for you. I want to talk about special suit. I want to talk about. Hello. Special special suit special shoot trailers, Dylan. Mm. I, I sent you these so we can talk about them with both of us. So these are the trailers that are not. From films, they're not footage from films, but they're fresh footage, just intended for the promo. Um, generally, the big blockbusters have the cash and incentive to do this um, mm. because it costs more to do it. Um, and, and some of these trailers would cost more than like some indie movies. Let's, let's face it, um, all the two minutes of a something that gets played before other movies. Mm. But it gets you excited. It's you know. It's selling the anticipation, and they're kind of more like short films. Um, the one of the first ones would be Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, okay. Can you yeah, talk us yeah. through what Orson Welles did for this special shoot trailer? Is is very odd. He's just like, "Hello, Orson Welles here. Here's why you should see this movie," and he just lists off the actors in it and says how good they are. And then gives a rundown at the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, end of the trailer about the movie. Yeah. And then it just runs through a montage of different characters talking about Citizen Kane himself in the movie. 
Yeah. And that, he's like, oh, bloody hell, I don't know what to make of this old Citizen Kane. You have to what go will watch you it. make of him? Yeah, you have to come Find watch it. Find out. Yeah. It's an odd thing. It, it probably um, it harks back to him and his start in radio because um, he's in the voiceover. It's it's not just the, like it's an early trailer from the 1940s, obviously. It's not a format that caught on and it's, you know, because it's only something that Orson Welles would be doing. Um, it's very good. And, and did you want to watch the movie after watching the trailer? You know what? I've never had an inkling of desire to watch Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. But that inkling now exists. In You've got an mind. inkling. Just what he always wanted from you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, it's funny he mentioned you run through the names of the actors who were in it and they like wave at the camera basically. It's funny with some of them, he's like, and here's Dylan Hallis. I'll say that name again. Dylan Hallis. <laughs> Here he is. Look how happy he looks. Yeah. How good's he going to be in this? He's going to be <laughs> terrific. So I don't know if he, like, I don't think he planned what he was going to say. I think he just had a, you know, probably had a few drinks and then was like, all right, let's record it now. <laughs> all right, Dylan, you're a good bloke. Oh, look at him go. He's loving it. <laughs> bizarre <laughs> it is very strange yeah um but very it it fit the movie and it fits awesome well so, so that that's good i guess um the next one i want to talk to you dylan is psycho yeah this one was odd wasn't it the director comes back on this one doesn't he Yuff hitchcock is involved <laughs> what's he doing he's basically just like walking you through the psycho house and he's like setting the scenes for the movie about what's happening in the movie, and, yeah, and but also of, in kind of like the context of the movie itself. He's like kind he's of part of the movie, talking but it's as not if really. it happened. Yeah, he's like, yeah. And this is the bit where all the, all the bad stuff happened. You're like, in real life or in the movie world? Like, <laughs> you're the director, clearly. So, yeah, it's very weird. I'll say this about old Hitch, okay. One of the best directors ever, but an actor he is not. <laughs> where, where? Yeah, um, I, I just reckon stick to the cameos, mate. And also, hmm. this trailer goes for six minutes. Yeah, it's, it's too long. It's way too long, and a lot of it is just him being like, "Oh, oh, it's very, very distasteful what happened here." Oh, I can't even go into mm. it. I'm like, well, why are you doing it then, mate? Yeah. Why, why are you taking us through this tour if you think it's so bad? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
watch it though. It's pretty fun. <laughs> ends pretty, a bit of a shocking manner, doesn't it, Dylan? So that's pretty good. Yeah. Ends with him bloody opening the shower in this bloody classic scream. Uh-huh. And it's like, Psycho, see it soon. You have to watch it from the start, it says. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have you seen Psycho? No. Do you have an inkling? <laughs> I do, actually, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's he's a good director. Apparently, good. yeah, there's some weird stuff in his personal. Um, yeah. Off camera, maybe not so cool, but the films themselves are standing the test of time, okay? Fair enough. I mean, you have to have an inkling. If, like, if you sat me down and for six minutes just told me what's happening in the world in this movie that I should see. Yeah. I have I mean, I'm going to have an inkling at some point. <laughs> um, in the more modern era, um, there's the Back to the Future spot. Um, <laughs> the more modern era. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, more recent, but I'm just going to think chronologically. The Back to the Future, Dylan. Um, what's this trailer about? It's an odd one. I used to watch this, I said to you, mm. on the DVD back in the day. It's basically just Marty rocking up to the DeLorean, yeah. getting it ready to drive, and a lady asks him how far he's going, and he replies, about 30 years, and he's <laughs> off, isn't he? Intriguing. You want to know more? Yeah, it doesn't give away anything else about the movie. Yeah. It's just like, 30 years? What do you mean by mm-hmm. that? I think it was good. Bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I put that alongside the Terminator 2 trailer um similar similar era um they're putting together the bloody arnie schwarzenegger terminator in the factory um t800 mate t800 getting getting assembled um you know pretty much a short film that one it's quite well made a lot lot of money put in that one um it's quite famous of the time and I think you've got the classic terminator soundtrack behind it yeah absolutely we love the terminator we love those first two don't we (laughs) <laughs> the first two definitely are good. Other yeah. ones, varying quality. You only need to watch the first two. Pretty you much. You do not need to bother with anything else. But thinking in the context of that trailer being released before the release of um, T2, he was still a bad guy. We, we didn't know he was going to be good in that movie, so that's interesting. Yeah, it, it? Doesn't, doesn't give any hints that he's going to be good. Yeah. It's a very sinister trailer, actually. Yeah, in that context. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1998, Godzilla. I've not seen this still. I remember it being on TV when I was a kid, and I remember it it's famously not very good. People don't like it much. Um, this trailer, though, pretty damn good. What do you reckon? Is this the, the museum one? Yes. The one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's odd. I mean, it shows the size of Godzilla, I guess. Like, just crushing a T-Rex bone, or T-Rex skeleton under its feet, like it's nothing. Like, you think you're the big monster? Nah. Godzilla big monster, right here. <laughs> it's promising an event, isn't it? It's like, it's a must-see. And Godzilla's in America now, which is, you know, first time mm-hmm. that was happening. It's true. Um, I, I want to go back sometime and watch that movie, the, the 98 version, because I, I quite like the most recent Godzilla movies. I want to see if it is bad as, as bad as they say. That's fair. I haven't seen it either, so... Mm, there you go. You have seen Spider-Man from 2002. Had you seen the trailer that I sent you today for, for today? 
Oh, possibly when it first came out, but not for years. Mm. The only thing I remember is the the bloody helicopter being caught in the in the web between the twin towns, as does everybody. Yes, I don't, actually I don't think I'd seen it before. I I knew of it, and I'd seen images of that last bit, the mm. quite striking image of the helicopter being stuck in between the towers. Famously, I've not ever seen it before all the way through. Uh, famously, this was being advertised and it was pulled because of September 11th, um, as was totally the right decision. Um, so it's one of those sort of morbid facts about the movie that it's associated with that, hey, that this was part yeah. of the promotional. But... And it seemed like a big moment in the film too. It was like a whole sequence in this trailer that just wasn't in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's actually a big twist in the trailer that Spider-Man, like, you wouldn't know it's a Spider-Man movie until the webs emerge. So it's like, yeah. people are saying in the comments on YouTube, like, I watched this before whatever movie, and then we all thought it was just a regular, you know, crime thriller, and then Spider-Man turned up, and whoa, lost their minds. As you would if Spider-Man turned up in your life, I guess. Well, that's true. Yeah. So they're the, the special trailers, and you don't get too many of those. I think it's good because if you got too many of them, that would lose less of their impact. Um, and it's only sort of certain films that really deserve these, I think. And let's face it, any sort of promotional material you see for a film, including actors talking about it on Hot Ones or whatever they're doing, that's all <laughs> like part of the paratext, they say. So that's the term of like material around the text, which is the movie. So it's all mm. sort of informing yourself going into it so really you don't need to do a special trailer so it's kind of fun when they do it you know what i mean yeah i hear you I hear you. you hear me now i thought we'd talk about some trailers i sent you a whole bunch you sent some back we had a good good week this week didn't we Sending trailers to each <laughs> yeah, other good back and forth oh yeah um now i think we all know what a good trailer is and we all know what a bad trailer is I think a memorable trailer is hard to put down, right? To to really distinguish because I'm not sure sometimes, Dylan, whether something is a good trailer that sticks in my mind or whether it was a great movie that it's interesting to go back and watch the trailer of. So, like, there's maybe potentially a bit of confirmation bias going on here. For example... I sent you the trailer for Mad Max Fury Road, which I think was a good trailer. And I remember it being, um, giving me that intriguing thought back when I first saw it, because at that stage, I think I'd only seen the first Mad Max. Um, and I wasn't really okay with all that Mad Max world. I saw the trailer and I was like, this looks really scary, but really good. Like it's obviously, you know, very visually impressive and whatnot. Watching the trailer again, I think I was just being reminded of all the great bits from the movie. So, it's kind of hard for me to, to know how good the trailer is versus how good the movie is, you know what I mean? What are your thoughts on sure. that concept, Dylan? Tell me what's going on in my life, please. Explain it. Help me. <laughs> I don't think there's any help in you, mate. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I think you're, I think you're on your own there. You're a struggler. You're struggling. I'm, a, I'm an overthinker. You know what I mean, though? Like, is it a good trailer, or is it just a trailer for a movie that we all know and love now? Sure, yeah, going back and looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose I can hear where you're coming from. Yeah. Okay. You, can't, you can't really know, to be honest. 
Yeah. Well, stop you have to alive. have the context of both. But and you can't not, not have the context once you have it. You know? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah, it's odd. You can't do your wipey memory and then watch it again, unfortunately. Mm. One trailer yeah. that I do think is quite good is the Man of Steel trailer, Dylan. What are your thoughts on this one? It's all right. Yeah. It's a bit overly dramatic though, isn't it? What's Zack Snyder for you? It's the images, you know? <laughs> it's true. And that's my thing the about very, uh, the trailer. Sorry to interrupt. It's like, I think it gets to a more of a base level of your emotions. It's like, it's the the alchemy of images and soundtrack, which a real film, a real film, doesn't have to do because it's like got scenes and characters talking and stuff. Mm. A trailer can just throw like some great images at you, some great music, and you're like, oh my God, I'm so excited. But... It's only going to have two minutes, you know. Much easier. And Rusty's voiceover, though, definitely helps any trailer. Yeah, I'll say that. That's it. Exactly. They will they'll stumble, they'll fall, but they will join you in the sun. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a pretty great line. Yeah. And also, you know, just, just seeing Superman fly, sometimes that's all you need. <laughs> it, it is really helpful, is. isn't it? It's life. Yeah. <laughs> um... Can I mention the American Sniper trailer? This one does stick in my mind. Um, have you, had you seen it before? Before I sent it to you? Yeah, I've, I've seen like the trailer. Mm. Uh, I mean, possibly back in the day, but it wasn't ringing any bells. But it's a good trailer. Yeah. It just basically encapsulates the job of an American sniper. I yes. guess having to make tough calls in the heat of war. Hmm. So he's, he's on top of a... Um, building and they're doing some sort of mission in Iraq or Afghanistan, Middle East. And yeah, mm. he's looking after he's looking over his his um troops and then um he's gonna make the call about whether it's up to it, whether he's going to fire on the kid who's got a bomb or not or what the situation is. Yeah. Like I know it's really hard to do this, but take away the whole context of the real world scenario. Just, you know, think of the fictional world that is a really exciting trailer because he's got like a life or death decision to make pull the trigger or not if he's wrong they'll roast him as the guy says um his, his partner says to him but if he's right he saves everybody that's it's a heart pumping trailer for sure yeah Absolutely. Um, that movie itself again it's got a bit of controversy controversy <laughs> Controversy, you might say. Um, the trailer sticks in my mind, though. Um, the other thing about these trailers, the ones that come to my mind, recent ones too, like in the last 10 years or so, but you went back to the yeah. archives, Dylan. Can you talk to me about your first one that you sent me was the Mortal Kombat trailer from 95? <laughs> Absolutely. I just think it's a classic 90s trailer. It's got intrigue, shows you all these different set pieces you're going to see in the movie. Lays out the plot via voiceover, yes. narration, uh-huh. eh? features iconic lines from the movie, and it, mate, have you heard the MK song before, the Mortal Kombat song? Yeah, I, I own this movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute certified banger. <laughs> and the way it's synced, like the character select lines are showing the characters in the movie. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. It's I a good trailer. It. it was good. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the recent movie, the one from like last year or year before? I think I started watching it and then I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great, but still a bit of fun. I don't know. 
Yeah, it yeah, it wasn't the best from what I'd seen. I did watch um uh they started doing a run of animated movies. Like oh yeah, some of them quite good, right? Studio. Mm. Yeah, I watched the first one, Scorpion's Revenge, mm. it was pretty great. Yeah. Okay, some good lore in that world. Oh, it's very intriguing lore. Mm. It's great. Say good. Lots of lore. Deep lore. I I just think if there's a world that has like ninjas, mm. demons, robots, all in one, there's some fascination to it. Absolutely. And it's kind of, it started from nothing and they've just added and added and added to it, which is kind of fun. <laughs> Makes no sense, a lot yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. I mentioned before the trailer for uh, The Social Network. This is very much an, an example of a concept for a film. I think people were like, what's going on? It's about Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg. Like, what the hell? But then the trailer, using that orchestral, choral version of Creep, and the trailer itself with the images and the um, performances that they're, demonst- they're you know, depicting, I think it got people really excited. And Day of Fincher as well, putting that in there. Um it, it it gripped me, Dylan, and I went to see it with my brother back in the day at the cinema at the Strand. At Strandy. Oh, hello, classic. Yeah, yeah. Sunday afternoon. And I remember actually, I was in film class the next day, talking to the teacher. I'm like, I saw a good movie on the weekend, and it's about the you know the start of Facebook. And he's like, Oh, is that that's good. And I was like, It was amazing. What do you? <laughs> I don't want to tell you, mate. It was great. Watch the trailer. That's so odd. That's so odd because you would, yeah, that it's there was a time when the social network was fresh and people might not know that it's such an amazing movie, right? And the Stone Cold classic in most people's views these days. You, you, oh yeah, you know and love it. Yeah, yeah. I only recently watched it a couple of years ago, but mm. oh, fantastic. Good. Hey, what do you think of the trailer? Mm. Do you like it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Mm. I like how it starts off like just saying all the like staples of Facebook and when you're browsing Facebook and yeah. uploading statuses and that. Yes, and, then just, in, yeah. and like inviting people watching to like, yeah, I remember doing that. I know doing that. Like it's yeah, yeah, and a good tagline. You know, what is it? Fifty million friends with a few enemies. Like that's yeah. You don't get to five hundred million friends without making a few enemies. Yeah, good stuff. I love a good tagline, mate. As I said, yeah, before. it's a great tagline, and, and not like a. It's not a wishy-washy one that could mean anything. It's like it evokes the theme of the movie. It links into the content. Yes. Like it's just chef's kiss. Mm. Uh, you weren't so keen on Cloverfield for some reason. I don't know why you went. That's a good trailer. <laughs> a good movie. I mean, it's it's fine. I get. Uh, yeah. I just don't like. Uh, I don't really like monster movies that much, you know. Mm. Or found footage movies. I'm not really a fan of either. It was a, it was so. a perfect mix. Perfect storm. Isn't that that one? Perfect storm of shit, some would say. <laughs> and they, they keep trying to make a Cloverfield universe happen, don't they? But no one seems that interested in that. It's a dumb idea. <laughs> of all the things to make a fucking cinematic universe about Cloverfield, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, going back into the to the history books, what do you think of the Shining trailer I sent you? <laughs> I thought it was... Uh, yeah, less is more, right? Yeah. It's just just uh, filming is the lobby. Is that right? Yeah, the elevator. The elevator yeah. scene. It's just just the elevator scene, basically. It's got the, the credits. It's 
got the movie, who's in it, who's directing it. Yeah. And then in comes the blood flood, mate. Yeah. The blood flood. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, I, you know, again, it's hard for us to know the context of that being released and whether that was a weird trailer for the time, whether all trailers were like that sort of sparse, you know, almost, he said, less is more. It's just one shot and it's a Minimalistic. Creepy... Yeah, and yeah. totally the context less. You wouldn't know anything about the movie watching that. You just know it's scary. But I guess it's good. Yeah, and like there's this creepy score in the background it's just building and building until the blood flood comes in. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's kind of cool. I liked it. But yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. You wouldn't want to eat every trail like that, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Say for yourself, actually. <laughs> um, a good trailer you sent me was for The Punisher. Um, oh, I don't know right. why you sent it to me from the the Netherlands um, <laughs> Netflix account, but that's okay. Still. I could I could find the official Netflix trailer from Netflix <laughs> themselves, which right. is odd. But that's definitely the trailer I wanted to show you. Yeah, yeah no, it was a good one. Shows his family, just... his story, where he's going, some action. I was, I was pumped for it. The editing, editing's so good. Whoever decided to put one by Metallica, which is about a soldier in war, to a trailer for The Punisher is a genius. And then they sync you know, like his gunshots to the music in it. It's so well edited. Yeah. Yeah, pretty damn good, that one. And it's uh, better than the show. So. Ooh. I think that was the one season I watched of that. There's two seasons in the end, right? Punisher? Yeah. yeah. I never watched season good. two. I think he's coming back, though, in the Bloody Daredevil series, isn't he? I heard. I, I like the idea they're just going to bring all the characters they like back and kind of be like, yeah, we've got history. Don't, don't go into it, though, but things happened in the past. It's, I, don't, <laughs> I just I don't, I don't know how the Punisher's going to work in the MCU. I, I really don't. They're being Blade in, so... Yeah, I don't think that's going to work either. Mm. I don't think... Punisher is going to get the same treatment as Deadpool. No. You know, where Deadpool can be rude and violent. I don't think he's going to get that same treatment. You're worried they're going to sort of sand off his harder edges. No, I think they're going to tone him down a bit. Mm, be a shame. It would. Be a crying shame. Uh, Dylan, can we talk about Batman 1989? Probably the worst trailer on our list that we watched <laughs> this week. It's, it's terrible, very right? Odd, isn't it? It was bad. Oh man, it's so shit. It's set <laughs> to like hardly any score, and it's just random thrown together scenes from the movie. It's like, did they only have an hour to put it together before it had to go to print? Bizarre. I have no idea. It is odd. Um, and again, that was like the biggest movie of the eighties and took over the world. And so obviously, this didn't harm it anyway. But weird, right? <laughs> it must. Must have only helped, given how successful it Different was. Different audience moment. expectations, I suppose, back then. Oh, no. Very weird. And for a classic yeah. movie, like, as we're saying, you know, sometimes you can fight good movie, good trailer, so they all two go together. That one, no. Bad trailer. No. And very poorly edited. Like, none mm. of the scenes mesh together well. No. It's an art form, as we were saying, kind of. Yeah. And it spoils the bloody bat wing in the movie. That's yeah, it starts off. That's a little weird, that bit. You wouldn't do it today. Yeah. No. Yeah, the climax of the movie is the start of the trailer. What? <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> so strange. Um, oh, my God. 
Now, I think your mileage may vary on how much you like the Guardians of the Galaxy, but that first trailer, Dylan, is pretty good, right? Oh, mate, you can't deny it. It's a classic. Yeah. If anything, it's made those kinds of trailers cliche. True. Yeah, getting the music and taking an iconic song, putting it with some funny bits. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, yeah. Doing a, doing a roll call of all the characters and their backstories. Fun yeah. scene set to a popular, well-known song. Mm. It was good. I remember, because that was kind of like the first wildcard MCU movie at that stage, because most of the previous ones yeah. have been about recognisable characters. Even for like Iron Man, like Robert Downey Jr. was you know, pretty popular, like it all sort of meshed. And... <laughs> yeah, but this, it's like, you know, the dude from Parks and Rec? Yeah. And that, that wrestler? What? Exactly. <laughs> and like, that's maybe a little bit overstated because like most films are like new characters you don't know, so... You know, but launching a franchise based on like not even the B list, but the C or D list Marvel characters and getting a bunch of random actors. Um I mean that obviously I'm pretty sure they're onto something good. And James Gunn is, you know, a surefire bet. Um But well, I think now that, he is. Was he a surefire bet back then though? Well, what I mean, he's a very well he's a very talented guy, so I think it wasn't like yeah. No good point. He wasn't like he is now where he's very well known. Um I but, think it was as much of a wild card as everything else about that movie, no, no, to be no. honest. What I'm getting at is that he was a very good director, so it wasn't like they were taking <laughs> too much of a risk because he was he had, had form in some capacity, but not to that scale. Um, and he, his previous movies were, you know, a bit wilder. From, I haven't seen them, but apparently they're much R-rated sort of weird shit. Um, yeah. And he wrote the live-action Scooby-Doo movies. Yeah, well... <laughs> And they're a bit raunchier in written form, for what I know. <laughs> I mean, even as they are. Yeah, that's true. For what they say for, for kids' movies, yes. But um, I think the Guardians gone on to be you know very well, known, well respected. Those movies I just saw the third film. Um, and I think it all started with the trailer. People being excited for those. So good on him. Agreed. Good on him. Speed Racer, pretty good. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Oi, excuse you. That's a good trailer. Come on. It it pretty uh, that's it's probably one of the most the classic most classic just solid hitting every single beat of what a trailer can do. Really yeah. good. And hinting or well, not hinting, showing a brand new world not really seen before on screen on a Western screen live action. So, not very good trailer. Which apparently did nothing for anyone. Because it was a too massive weird? flop. Too weird, it, maybe? It's probably too weird, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But. No, well. Had enough there. Be exciting. Yeah. Um, I've never, I've never seen Alien. That's my admission today. But the trailer was pretty exciting and um, evocative that I, that I sent you. Man, I thought this was like the best trailer. Really? Talk us through it then. Nearly. Oh, it's just like the, it starts off with like the logo slowly appearing mm. and then it's just all just like a bunch of weird, creepy images from the movie. Yeah. Just while this spooky, tense tune is just playing and it just ramps up and ramps up and ramps up and ramps up and just ends on a crescendo of chaos with the classic alien tagline in space, no one can hear you scream. Mm. Perfection. Pretty damn good. Um, that's that's one again. I haven't I haven't not watched it because I hate it or anything or I'm scared of it or anything like that. 
I just never got around to it. I want to watch it. And watching that, I got that inkling feeling as well. So, me too. Me too. I've never seen Alien either. So, oh, there we go. That's good stuff. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it now. I think. Uh, you sent through Sonic the Hedgehog. I assume that was a <laughs> prank. No. Do you not remember when this original I, I do remember, came out? Dylan, but talk us through the controversy, please, just to remind us all, please. Oh, my God. It's just one of the worst trailers <laughs> ever made. It does everything wrong. It, a random popular song that doesn't fit the subject matter, like Gangster's Paradise for Sonic the Hedgehog. What? Bizarre. What are you talking about? Because I've said before, it can work so well when you take a song <laughs> like Creep for old mate Zuckerberg, but not here. What the hell? It's such an odd choice. Yeah. And it's just got the worst Sonic design. Like, he's, like, mm-hmm. hairy, and he's got human teeth. He just looks gross. And it's a design so bad that it just got bullied and clowned on so hard <laughs> they were forced to redesign it. And just, like, the worst jokes and lines from the entire movie all cut into one. It's, yeah. Very it weird. is a trailer that shows everything not to do. Very by the numbers. And, like, maybe they're not, not having much to work with from the movie, but the movie itself was okay. I saw it. It was, like, you know, fine. Yeah, no, it's a good movie, that mm. first one. Second mm. one's better. But, and, the, and it's got a bad tagline, too. Like, every hero has a genesis. <laughs> like, we get it. Sonic was on the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Fuck off. No, a bit too much, hey, that one. <sighs> bad. Um, thought we could... I want to mention, Dylan... Thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. I remember it clearly now you sent to me. Was the Batman Arkham Origins trailer? It's a TV spot, mate. It's TV, TV spot. Greatest TV spot of all time. For a video game. I'm going to say. <laughs> Arguably some of the best Batman promo material. Like, <laughs> better than 89. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> run, run the people what this this 30 second TV spot is about, Monty. So it's it's an image of Bruce Wayne. It's his face, and it it's him through the ages from a child watching his parents be killed in the crime alley, and then quick just sort of slowly coming back from his face, but then match cutting him through life, being bullied at school, doing ninja training, going through um, the early days of his crime fighting career, then being Batman. Just and just on his face, like it's a, such a and things happening around him, such it's a like great a time idea. Lapse, yeah. Time lapsing, and it's the whole journey of Batman. And you have to know the story, but you know we all do, so just perfect. Oh, it, and it's just thirty seconds in and out. You yeah. know, he directed that. Hey, Tim Miller. Oh, really? Directed Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Well done. Hey. No, mate. One of the best trailers of all time. Yeah, no, good good stuff. Um, how about the Goodfellas and Heavenly Creatures? I, I included these for a particular reason, Dylan. You yeah, tell me why. Because, yeah, I want to know. Because they both started with Inner World. Uh, sure. Okay, <laughs> sure. The Goodfellas yeah. one's pretty I mean, good. I'm... Narration and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. Um, It's just cutting, like, lines from the movie mm. with Ray Liotta narrating summarizing the plot basically about the trailer yeah i think like it's it's not what you do these days probably for that sort of movie but 
of the time, that was a classic trailer, and I think it's a good example of that. Yeah, solid 7 out of 10 trailer. Yeah. But that movie is far superior. Yeah, well said. Um, I don't know if you've seen Heavenly Creatures. I have not. Pretty good. Um, Peter Jackson, one of his, one of his um, did some creature feature movies, and then he did this. Um, but he also had the inner world um, narration mm. to it, which is which is good fun. Um, now, I think that's everything apart from I did send you some other trailers trailers for the footy. <laughs> Stop. Um, there's the the famous 1999 season where. The, the trailer is um, Thomas Keneally reading out a poem, Blow That Whistle Ref. Mm. Very weird trailer. I, it evokes a certain sense of grandeur, I suppose, but weird, isn't it? Yeah, odd. Um, past Lives, you send through. I did, that Dylan. That's my last one, okay? The reason okay. I've included this, it was the genesis, if you will, of the whole episode today. That's a trailer for a movie that was on Sundance, I think, last year. Now it's coming to Australian screens this year and other screens. Mm. And it's just a really good trailer. I'm, I'm excited to see the movie. And it just got me thinking. Sure. I watched it and I was like, oh, my God, this movie looks so good. I really want to see it. And the trailer is doing all the things that I'm saying before, like they're taking images and music. It's got a cover of Sway, of Stay, sorry. And just like evoking those feelings and emotions, I think, on a deeper level than films can necessarily. Uh, the film itself is it's about a woman who's um, of Korean heritage living in New York. And she's, she's moved there, it seems, from, from Korea when she was a kid. And she's reconnecting with the boy that she you know, had a crush on or was like you know, boyfriend, girlfriend when they were kids. Like they had some sort of connection and he's coming to visit her in New York and she's married and got a white husband he mentions like oh i'm the in the trailer he says something like if this is a story i'll be the the awful american white husband and you know getting in between you know true love and it seems dylan that might be the case that's happening <laughs> so i don't know it just no. looks like the sort of movie that i'm gonna love and cry at so i'm keen for it and it's another example of a kind of structure of trailer the classic bloody indie film festival darling trailer where it's got just interspersed with all these bloody review quotes saying how good it is. Yes, well. you, yes, totally right. That's another thing we haven't mentioned but yet. Yeah, you're advertising the movie and the things that are in the movie to get you excited, but a part of that is also advertising what others are saying. They'll have the the reviews, five stars, it'll make you cry. You know, in back in the day, you'd have a famous review on the Roger Ebert, for example, and they're like, Wherever it is, you know. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm, I'm keen for that, and I'm I'm gonna be there day one for that movie. So there you go. Are you gonna watch Good it? On you, you. Is your inkling inkled? I've got one? an inkling. You got I've an got inkling? A, I've got a little ink. Okay. I've got a little ink in the well. Yeah. There we go, Dylan. Movie trials. We've done it. Sorry, it's taken a little while, but I think it was worthwhile this episode. No, good stuff, mate. Covering good the pop you. culture okay. aspect of our of our um mission statement. Absolutely, for sure. Now I'm gonna finish off with a get amongst it um segment. Oh by the yeah. way, if you've got a good trailer you like, let us know on the socials, please. I would love to hear that. 
just quickly, I mentioned it before, my get amongst it suggestion today is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I saw that just recently. You're, you're not looking excited about that, Dylan. I don't know what's wrong with you, but... What? I mean... You I'm care. sure it's fine. It was pretty I'm sure good. sure it might even be good. It was a bit darker than I thought, actually. It's a bit serious. Um, but still funny. Sad. Emotional. Um, emotional ending for this just trilogy. Um, Marvel's back, baby. Well, they get 80, so I reckon. <laughs> James Gunn's back. James Gunn is like, all right, I'll give you one last one, Marvel. No, yeah, and then he's going to go back and give us some Superman. So I'm cool for that. Excited. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Absolutely. Be good. What what villain do you reckon he's going to put in it? He's going to go something weird, I reckon. He's, gonna, he's not going to do Lex Luthor first up. He ain't doing Lex. No way. I think um, he might do Parasite. Yep. Or Metallo. I was going to say Metallo, like. potentially. I feel like someone like yeah. Brainiac is like, that's a... Oh, that's an Justice thing. League, potentially, Brainiac. sort of. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right. And we've had but Metallo, plenty of um, old mate um, Zod. I need him. Yeah, okay. You know what he might do? Mm. He might even go live wire. Oh, yeah. How would you like some live wire in there? Bloody. Not my favourite from the comics. Are there shock jockeys? Not my favourite from, oh, the, really? um, from the cartoon, I should say. Oh, come on. She's alright. She's annoying. Yeah, she's a shock jockey. She's supposed to be annoying. Mm. Okay. Look at where we go, I guess. I trust James Gunn, yeah. so. What if he bloody got his wife to play? You'd love that. Obsessed with her, aren't you? I'm not obsessed. She's a good actor. She's pretty. What am I supposed mm. to say? Oh, can't like pretty girls anymore. <laughs> I like them enough. Okay. I cut that. It's a bit weird. <laughs> no, good on you, actually. Now, Dylan, how do we wrap this show buddy up? Tell everyone they're on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, mainly Instagram. We have our own website. We have our own emails in the show notes you can email us at. Our friend Mark the Man wrote the theme song for us, performs it live every week, and we love him for that. We appreciate that. He's one, he's one of the good ones, isn't he, old Mark? Absolutely. Um, you can get amongst my other podcasts, listen to some media reviews. We'll be reviewing Guides of Galaxy Volume 3 for my fuller thoughts there sometime soon. Sure. <laughs> Dylan will listen to it. Do you something else other than a Marvel, mate? We do lots of other things. We do done lots of nah, TV you're... shows of, right, of late, actually. So, did whole Oscar round. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, I haven't reviewed Sopranos yet, have you? Well, we'll get there one day. No, you won't. I feel like I get it, though, so... You don't. You absolutely do not get it. Hey, hey, Mark, how about you come over here and um, settle this with your beautiful throat noises? <laughs> get get our Mark Thunderthroat. Our our boy with the thunderous throat. Okay. Play us out, Mark. He doesn't I go until you. we say "I miss you, man" to each other. So I'm going to go first. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Me. I'm going first. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Thank you. Thunder throat, you're up. I miss you, man. Do I miss you, man? 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 Do I
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 